They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now! Brains! Brains! Whoa, 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 what was that? It's time to go to work! Jerk of all trades podcast. Ray, are we in zombie mode today or what, man? It's time to go to work. Oh, Ray's still a zombie. No! Oh, shit. <laughs> we have a fabulous, fabulous show lined what up for you guys. What episode is it, Ray? I believe that this is episode two zero, number, number 20. 20. Hit be- me with it. I believe this might be considered to be a motherfucking milestone. Get hype, stay hype. Yes. Yes, we have an awesome show. We've got a lot, lot, lot of fun, fun stories. We got a lot of funny stories. We're going to talk about The Rock. Uh, got a couple fun stories on him. We got the universal call-out results for Thunder and Lightning. No. Eddie's got some UFC uh, 214. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a guy sending his uh, dick pic to an HR manager. We got oh, crazy man. taxi shit. This Roomba show is, is stacked. It is absolutely stacked to the fucking brim. You don't want to miss any of this one, guys. No, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, before uh, before we go into that, I would be remiss if I did not give a tribute to an absolute stone cold whore fucking legend who passed away when there is no more room in hell. The dead will walk the earth. And if we're lucky... George Romero will be one of them. So, uh, yeah, uh, George Romero um, unfortunately passed away. R.I.P. Uh, George Romero. Yeah, so he he passed away on July 16th, uh, 2017. Uh, he was born on February 4th, 1940. So I know I've talked about it a little bit. We really haven't covered a ton of it. But, uh, yeah, I am an absolute horror fanatic and George Romero is someone that absolutely not only changed the horror film, but he changed cinema. Do you remember in the first movie horror movie you ever saw as a kid? I don't remember the first horror film that I saw, but I remember my start in watching horror and why I wanted to, why I was drawn towards it. And I remember going to the video store uh, with my parents, and I remember seeing the video wall. The horror wall with the horror name above it and seeing all the old school. So back in the day, uh, back in my day, uh, we had VHS tapes. And, goddamn uh, old timer. And back in my day, we uh, <laughs> we didn't just have regular ones. We had uh, what, what they called the big box. And so I remember seeing the big box uh, horror tapes of, I remember the the one I was most drawn towards was Friday the 13th. That's the... Um, the film franchise that really, really started me into the horror genre. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I remember, you know, I don't remember the first horror film that I saw, but I remember kind of being drawn towards it. And uh, definitely George Romero and the films that he created. Um, was this were, because you knew you were going to see some boobs in these movies? I mean, it definitely <laughs> wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't take away from it. No, certainly not. Yeah, definitely did not take away from it. Um, I mean, George Romero films didn't really have a lot of nudity in them. I, I don't really think that that oh, was what no. he was. I don't think that was what he was really known for. I saw for. some in the movie I saw. 
What? Oh, was there was there boobs in Dawn of the Dead? I got some tits up in that mug. I for I forced Eddie before the podcast to watch Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original from 1978. Uh, actually, I will say that. So I had you watch that, obviously, because you know it's Romero. But um, the 2004 version of this film is actually heralded as one of the best remakes of all time. It's directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, that directed The Watchmen, and he directed uh, Batman versus Superman, and he's uh, pretty hard. I think he's doing like a lot of the DC movies now, uh, but it's heralded as one of the best remakes of all time, and uh, it actually is. It's very, very good, uh, but I prefer the original. Um, it takes away a lot of uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was the social commentary in George Romero films, so, you know, he obviously he did zombie films and he did other films too. You know, he did, uh, he obviously did, uh, his, uh, his dead, uh, franchise. So he did night of the living dead, dawn of the dead, day of the dead, uh, land of the dead. Uh, they kind of go down in terms of quality as you go along. In my opinion, uh, survival of the dead wasn't a huge fan of that one. Um, and then, uh, he did creep show, which I absolutely fucking love. Uh, he did creep show too, as well. Uh, Martin, uh, not the show, oh, uh, no. Martin, not the show. Martin. <laughs> uh, he did the crazies. Um, actually I was surprised he only directed 20 films in his entire life. Uh, that seems kind of low, but yeah, most horror directors kind of hoard themselves. Well, no pun intended. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the dead franchise, uh, each one kind of had different social commentary in it. Uh, but I think the really the two main ones uh, that I wanted to talk about was Night of the Living Dead and uh, Dawn of the Dead. So Eddie watched Dawn of the Dead. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Give me your unfiltered thoughts. You gave me a little bit of it earlier, but uh, you know. it was okay. It's I'm not a big horror guy. You know, anybody that listens to the podcast knows I like sports and I like comedy and I like, you know, action, stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of people getting chased in movies. That's just my personal preference. Uh, but... Uh, Night of the Living, or I'm sorry, Dawn of the Dead was good for what it was. It came out in 77? Uh, 1978. 78? Okay, so they're probably filming in 77. Uh, there was a lot of gory stuff, a lot of special effects. There was uh, the, the beginning was very good. I enjoyed the beginning. And uh, it was it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't my kind of movie, but uh, if you're into the classics and you're into the gore and uh, you don't mind seeing a little titty action... Dawn of the Dead is for you, man. <laughs> but um, what, what did you think about the soundtrack? I think uh, didn't love it, didn't hate it. Soundtrack no. was good. Soundtrack was pretty yeah, good. So I, I love the soundtrack of this uh, because it's created by Goblin. I actually got the chance to see Goblin uh, live uh, as they performed uh, a lot of their. So Goblin's a uh, 1970s um, Italian progressive rock band, basically that did a lot of horror soundtracks. They did Suspiria. Uh, they did. Uh, um, Deep Red um, by uh, Argento, both by Argento. Um, and then obviously they did Dawn of the Dead is probably their most famous. So I will say, though, like as a non-horror guy, to see the child zombies getting the beat down and the, you know, the violence against them yeah, was a little, very, a little jarring. It's a little jarring. Yeah, that was definitely certainly, certainly intentional. Um, Dawn, sure. of the, Dawn of the Dead, definitely the the big arc of that and the the big kind of uh the kind of theme of that film is consumerism obviously it's set in a fucking mall we talked oh, about how malls, malls everywhere are going to close down, in but... a mall i couldn't figure it out I was so, like they're in a mall again yeah I, I thought the brilliance of it is you know having zombies and what is the thing that these people so you have zombies and they have like they're down to their primal urges right you know they 
They want to eat, right? And you don't know in a Romero film like only exactly, humans though. They don't want to eat other zombies, right? And what they want to eat, but what else do they want to do? They want to fucking shop. They want to buy things, and so where do they go? They go to the goddamn mall. And so I thought that that was a really brilliant aspect of this film is that it set it in a mall. And it kind of, you know, and I mean, goddamn, this was like the late 70s. And how much even more impactful is that now? Because we live in a a consumer society. And this film definitely uh, played off of that. And And it's ironic because malls are dying, too. Uh, Yes. Oh, my God. All apocalypse style. (laughs) Yeah. So pretty soon, nothing will be inside of uh, malls except zombies. Right. One of the cool things I saw on Dawn of the Dead was uh, the human survivors that were kind of running away and on the hunt at the same time, shooting and killing and stuff. Uh, They were in this mall like office, and they were playing cards. They're having like a poker game going on, and they had all these old school money, like the old school 50s and 100 and stuff. They just had handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of money, and they're just playing around with it, playing cards. And it was so funny to think that, like, yeah, you, it means nothing anymore. You got right? all this money, but you can't, you can't, you don't even have to buy anything because right. everything's shut down. You just take whatever you want. It's fucking brilliant in that. Yes, absolutely. They that's very, very intentional because yeah, these people, they're you know, in our society still to this day. I mean, what is so many people's like? you know, goals in life. What do they do? They go to a job where they work to make money to buy things. But what if things break down? And what if that's not your goal anymore? That's like not what you do. What do you do? Yeah. What happens if it all becomes useless? Right. And that's definitely kind of what happened in that film. And so, yeah, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite. Uh, I really, uh, I enjoy Night of the Living Dead as well. Um, Eddie did not watch Night of the Living Dead, but um, kind of the main uh, the main concept of that is race relations. You've got a black character who ends up surviving through the whole film, and as he goes outside at the end of the film, um, he gets shot. He I'm going to go out gets... on a limb. Without ever having seen it, I will say that there's a very good chance Night of the Living Dead is much better than Get Out. Much you know, it, it's actually funny. So there's actually a whole article about that. And uh, the reason why I like Get Out is that it actually plays off of, but brings it into the modern day, what Don, or sorry, what Night of the Living Dead did back in the day. Yeah, and they're it the talks originals. About, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it definitely takes those same concepts and brings them into current day. And honestly, the ending of Get Out is fucking sort of a fucking play well not even sort of the way I was you're gonna, describing it sounds almost identical yeah well i mean they it's a play it's a play off of the ending of night of the living dead i actually just realized this i can't believe i didn't realize this before it's a play off of that oh for um, sure so i wouldn't say rip off because obviously they're, they're they paying twist their it, respects but, to the right, original yeah. right absolutely so uh yeah um, and then uh, beyond that, so obviously, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, it's not the first zombie film. Uh, actually, White Zombie and, uh, you know, not Rob Zombie's White Zombie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a film from 1932 called White Zombie. He did actually name the band after that. Uh, it was the uh, That was the first zombie movie. Uh, but Night of the Living Dead uh, definitely changed the zombie film, even though they never actually said the word zombie in any of Romero's films. Um, but yeah, it uh, it established genre rules uh, for zombies that they are reanimated corpses. They are compelled to eat the flesh of the living. Zombies are unthinking, tireless, impervious to injury. And the only way to kill a zombie is to destroy the brain. Those are the rules that essentially categorize every single zombie movie from here on out. Either the film 
features Romero style zombies or tweaks with the formula and it's ultimate noted for how it uh, differs from Romero expectations. So yeah, as you move along, um, you know, people were really mad uh, when 28 days later came out because the zombies were running in it and uh, zombies don't run. Oh, like the hyper zombies. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely. There's a video game that has those too. I think it was, uh, it was by Telltale Games, or not Telltale Games. It was by the uh, people that make the uh, Uncharted games. I can't remember the. Oh, uh, Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us. So I love The Last of Us. Uh, That was kind of a tweak once again uh, that they weren't truly zombies per se. Uh, They were infected by like a uh, a spore in a uh, and then mushroom. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. But I mean, it was it was still basically zombies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Romero influenced the horror genre. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Lucio Fulci. He's an Italian director. Um, I mean, his his zombie film is known as Zombie 2 uh, because uh, Dawn of the Dead is known as Zombie. And so it basically, they actually got sued for this too. Um, they tried to create the impression that this was a uh, sequel to Dawn of the Dead, which it wasn't. So, uh, Fulci, I'm a huge fan, and I mean, he wouldn't have had his you know career at least in the horror genre had it not been for Romero. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, um, which came out in '85. Um, obviously, the name is Return of the Living Dead. I mean, you think right away that Romero directed it. Obviously, you know if you're into horror, you know that he did not. Uh, but uh, more more comedy based, more humor. Um, and then you've got the fucking Evil Dead movies uh, from Sam Raimi. I mean, those are they're not zombies per se, but I mean, they're basically fucking zombies. You've got Dead Alive, which is directed by uh, Peter Jackson, who ended up directing The Lord of the Rings. Um, one of the most fucking famous directors ever uh, cut his fucking teeth on basically zombie movies. I believe he may be an Academy Award winner. Uh, yes. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's won countless, countless fucking uh, Academy Awards. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, one of my absolute favorite comedy movies of all time, uh, fucking Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead, Eddie? I've seen bits and pieces. It's, oh, my it's God. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Directed by Edgar White, uh, Simon Pegg, uh, Nick Frost. Just an absolutely brilliant, brilliant fucking movie. And I mean... God damn, it's called Shaun of the Dead. I mean, it's clearly, clearly an homage to um, to Romero, to Dawn of the Dead. Um, and then, you know, more recently, and I mean, I guess not that recent, you know, uh, it's like on its like eighth terrible season, but The Walking Fucking Dead. I mean, everybody and their fucking mother loves The Walking Dead. Except um, for me and my mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never you- seen it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I so I I'm a hipster and I liked The Walking Dead when it was a fucking comic and I like I like the, the video game, and yeah, the video game yeah. is true to the comic. I actually really liked the first Walking Dead uh, Telltale game. I thought it was really really fun, and I thought oh, it was some yeah. of the best characters that uh, yeah. have been created in that universe. Um, yeah, it was so fun. I love that game. Big big fan. Uh, but yeah, Walking Dead. I kind of I fell off. I hate watch it still. Um, I've been watching. Um, you know, I watched every season, even though I don't know why I continue to watch it. But um, yeah, The Walking Dead. I mean, one of the most popular fucking shows of all time. And I'll tell you what, too. Um, you know, watching The Walking Dead, probably one of the most interesting things to me <clears throat> is to see all of the they actually have um, different zombies that were in the Romero films, because actually the guy that does did a lot of the special effects and stuff or the company that did a lot of the special effects for Romero uh, does the special effects for The Walking Dead, and so you have little 
um, homages to zombies that were in, say, for example, like Dawn of the Dead. Uh, there's a Bub, uh, or sorry, Day of the Dead. Uh, wait, no, I think it's actually Dawn. Uh, the um, actually, Eddie could probably he's probably watched Dawn more recently than I have. In yeah. Dawn, did was there a zombie that shot a gun? Was that in Dawn? That's in no. Dawn. He got the gun, but he didn't shoot it. He okay. was just more like, oh my god, what is this thing? Okay, sorry. Okay, so that is Dawn. Uh, that's Bub. Uh, there was a zombie uh, in Walking Dead that was basically dressed exactly and looked exactly like him. Um, and there's another zombie that comes by the helicopter that was also in The Walking Dead. So mm. um, Romero continues to permeate pop culture, influence, um, you know, cinema. Legendary you know, status. Absolutely. So um, rest in peace. Um, and, yeah, your films are going to live on forever. And, I mean... You uh, you definitely influenced me and definitely you a trendsetter. Many others, so. Yeah, Hollywood trendsetter, no doubt. Um, doing changing the game in 1977, man, and all the way changing down. the game into 1969, man. Oh, before that too. Yeah. I thought Dawn of the Dead was his well, first movie. No, Night of Night of the Living Dead came out in 1969. Okay, for, or so sorry, 60, shit, 68. So from the 1960s all the way to The Walking Dead currently think about having Romero is up in this thing think about having a movie that talks about race relations in 1968 I mean that's I know fucking you want to talk about pushing the envelope man absolutely pushing the absolutely so yeah uh so yeah uh Romero love Romero and uh yeah rest in peace so uh from one movie legend to another if you smell <laughs> what the rock is cooking. Only the champ gets to say the last part. Sorry. Is cooking. Eddie, raise that eyebrow. It's up. All right. Let's Corporate talk, eyebrow. Let's talk about the rock. Oh, yeah. The rock is in the news this week, big time. Hooking up with Apple. The whole reason why Eddie the Jerk doesn't want the rock to become president, because why become president when you can make Apple a freaking three minute commercial? For like half a million dollars, the same thing you would get in one year to be the president. But it's a movie, dude. <laughs> it's a movie, right? Hell yeah, it's a movie. It's like a mini movie. Yeah. It was uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I'm not a big Apple guy. So, you know, you, Eddie you're, hates you're, Apple. you're not winning me over there. I gave it a shot. But, uh, you know, uh, Johnson takes it upon himself to one, one up himself using Siri to travel around the world and above it, accomplishing feats. There's a lot of funny undertones going on with this thing. Yes. Um, you know, we 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 appreciate the good humor and stuff and the rock always brings it, man. That's like not the shitty ice cream brand, right? Good humor. No offense. No, the rock anybody is way that works better at good than humor, that. Yeah, yeah, rock is way better than that. Yeah, he he's bringing it like he always does yeah. and uh, I I was entertained by that that little commercial. Yeah, so I I found a a couple funny aspects of this thing. Uh the first thing is is that uh last week I actually talked about the things that I asked uh, I asked Siri and I mostly ask her to touch my dick. <laughs> and so uh, the, and so this week we get a three and a half minute mini movie with The Rock talking about the things that you can actually use Siri for. So maybe I'm actually the target demo for this thing to show me that <laughs> I can ask different things of Siri besides things that involve my genitals. But yeah, I don't want to do any of those Siri things. Siri is so pissed off that Tim Cook... She told Tim Cook to sign the rock up so we can get Ray to stop asking her to touch his fucking dick. She's like, can you please smell what the rock is cooking in, instead of trying to smell me? 
What is this asinine question coming from this number again? Yeah, yeah. If Siri had a block, you'd be blocked by now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked that. I liked the little touch to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura in his wardrobe. Uh, but my favorite fucking thing out of this was definitely that. So before we did the podcast, oh, we, were, yeah. we were upstairs and getting a little drink, hanging out outside, and I have a playlist with a bunch of ECW original music, and we were listening to, on random, it came up, uh, Dick Dale, Miseralu from uh, from Pulp Fiction, which was at the end of every ECW episode, and if you listen to the podcast, you know that Eddie and I are both huge, huge Hell fans yeah. of the original ECW, Damn right. and so anyway, we were listening to that, we were talking a little bit about it, and how... Uh, you watch the network, and it's not the same without the original music, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, I watched this thing right before we do the podcast because I'm like, I really need to watch this fucking thing. And there is a point where The Rock is, I, I don't even know what instrument It might have on. been a cello. I, I didn't see it. Yeah, he's on some instrument, and he is playing... Miserable by Dick Dale. <laughs> yes, the Pulp Fiction song. I'm not even kidding you. This is like literally <laughs> five. Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun. Ah, ah, ah. Dude, so good. Yes. So fucking good. We love it. And the fact that it happened not five minutes later yeah. blew my little fucking <laughs> mind. So, yeah, it was hilarious. So Yeah, and, and last of all, he takes a fucking lift. Throughout the town, man. The Rock using a lift. He's using a lift. We will hit it later. We've got a fun lift story for oh, you guys. Most so, you might have seen that on Instagram. Yeah. So we'll be lifting to another Rock story. Yeah. And The Rock was talking about going to the UFC Ooh, back shit. in the day. So after his WWE run, The Rock considered training to become an MMA fighter. Probably a good move not to become an I MMA fighter. I believe he fighter. said he smartened up. And I'm pretty sure he's fairly happy with the decision oh, that he yeah, made to be yeah. the highest paid actor in all of Hollywood. You know, I'm sure The Rock is tough, and he's a he, you know he's a football player and, and all that good stuff. He would have been in the light heavyweight division probably. He probably would have had to cut the weight to 205 pounds. Uh, you know, obviously he can wrestle a little bit and uh, tougher than a motherfucker. You know, if Brock Lesnar can do it, why tougher can't the Rock than a $2 do it? steak. But uh, The Rock, you know, it's all about the promo. You know, the people's elbow wasn't really crushing anybody. <laughs> the The Rock was more showman than actual, like, devastation and shit. Even though, I'll tell you, that rock bottom probably wasn't that nice. But, uh, yeah, probably a good move, Rock, uh, to go ahead and go to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, definitely agreed. Glad that The Rock smartened up and did not go into UFC. Because... I bet you could ask 100 UFC fighters if they could make a living fake acting. Or not fake acting. Fake fighting instead of uh, real fighting. Maybe about 75 of them probably do it. A lot of fighters love to fight. They just yeah. love to fucking fight. But if they could get that, that buku crazy money to just fake it, you know, you uh, can't imagine sure. they'd turn that shit down. Yeah, it's like porn stars. They get uh, paid buku bucks to fake it. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought another funny aspect of this, there was a quote from The Rock in this, and we'll actually touch on it in one of the other stories too, because... Uh, this shit is coming at us like a fucking freight train. But uh, anyway, The Rock says, there was a time where I thought, man, I achieved everything I wanted to achieve in WWE. My movie career is floundering a little bit. What do I do? Johnson said, I was relatively still young. I think I was 34. 
I thought, oh, well, maybe UFC. Maybe I should do something like that. So the interesting aspect of this is that Eddie and I are both 34, and I don't think either one of us are going to go to the <laughs> UFC. 24. But yeah, this is kind of uh, this is a little kick in the ass for me. You know, I am 34, and uh, yeah, I need to make some shit happen if you smell what I'm cooking. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, this story came out a while ago. I think it was about five or six years ago when Brock was big in the UFC. The Rock had talked about in interviews about how he really, really, really considered going to the UFC, but uh, didn't pull the trigger on it. I would have loved it. I'd have been all over it. And, like, you know, I would have seen him work. I, I would have needed to have seen him work in order to... Oh, I thought that was a John Cena reference. <laughs> in order to gauge, like, how I felt about his prospects and shit. Somewhere between Brock and CM Punk, The Rock would have been somewhere in the middle. I know that's a giant gauge, but probably yeah. somewhere in the middle. And, uh, you know... I love me some UFC and I love me to rock. So if he's ever thinking about going back up in there, you know, you might have to put the, you know, the, the UFC as USADA now. So like he's got to clean it up a little bit probably. But, uh, you know, like you said, that ship has probably sailed. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So speaking of the UFC, Ray. Uh oh. UFC. 214 John Jones I'm sorry Daniel Cormier versus John Jones 2 is this Saturday live on pay-per-view Anaheim California stand up at your boy Eddie the Jerk's breakdown for UFC 214 and Ray can break it down too if you'd but, like By the way I have one question to ask <laughs> What's up man What uh would it have made a difference I didn't if make John, any money if, on the last if, card no If John Jones was First, it, is it isn't it not John Jones versus Daniel Cormier? No, no, but... no. It's customary to give the champion oh. the 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 first okay. name. Yes, it, it would be very get it right, dude. Yes, it would be very disrespectful to the main man DC Cormier to put him behind John Bones Jones in the headline. I so, had to ask, man. Here we go, man. I gotta try to break this shit down. This is gonna be a great freaking fight card. I love this fight card. I've been waiting on this one for a while now. The main event is a rematch. Daniel Cormier and John Jones, they fought each other in January of 2015, I believe. And John Jones won that fight via a unanimous decision. This fight is notorious for the smack talk that goes into it all each and every time. Um, the, the first fight, these two had a press conference a, a few months out before the fight. And John Jones and D Daniel Cormier do a stare down. And their foreheads end up touching because they got too close to each other. Mm -hmm. So they just figure, ah, let's just fight each other right now in the middle of the fucking hotel lobby. We're throwing haymakers at each other with, like, security and people flying everywhere off the stage and shit. <laughs> fucking crazy. Did they strike each other or yeah, what? Yeah, well, I think Jones got him a couple times. He's got that reach. So I think he got him a couple times. It was hard to see it because the cameras were going crazy. People were running and, you know, you know how it gets when, like... It wasn't, it, you know, it's not like WWE where it's like they're going to have the perfect camera angle right, for yeah. all this shit. It was really like guerrilla style, and you you really, really can make anything out, but they went after each other in real life. And uh, I think they both got suspended for a while or some shit after that. But then they had the the match, and Jones won the match uh, pretty routinely, I'd hate to say, but uh, 
John Jones had him. Daniel Cormier never got out of pocket. Jones had a grip on his ass. He was able to hit him whenever he needed to hit him. He had him against the fence, took his ass down. Though. Wait, did he actually have a grip on his ass at one point or no? No, grip on just... his, he had a grip on his wrists, but like, okay. you know, I'm just... Uh... I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Daniel Cormier is an Olympic alternate. He has the best wrestling in the division, minus maybe John Jones. He has no problem defeating any other any other fighter in the division He's able to take guys down. He's able to pressure guys. He's very similar to uh, Cain Velasquez, Ray, the uh, former uh, heavyweight champion. Cain, they trained together out in uh, AKA in, I believe it's San Jose, California. But um, John Jones. Hey, shout out to Cali. Hell yeah, San man. Fran. Do the damn we thing. We love you guys. We love you. And uh, Johnny Bones, he's fighting out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, out of Jackson's camp, probably the most famous uh, fighting camp in MMA. So, oh, okay, and then more to the backstory before I forget. Uh, these two were supposed to fight on the Brock Lesnar card, UFC 200. Remember, I was telling you John Jones got popped for boner pills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was just drinking coffee. We'll talk about that yeah. more later. Oh <laughs> shit! It all comes oh, full circle. God. So I gotta be honest, I was a little pissed off at John Jones of fucking UFC 200. Man, I was hyped for UFC 200. And then, like, the day before, they pulled him off the card. And, like, USADA did him nasty because I don't know if they could have pulled him off earlier, but they probably should have if they could have. They didn't pull him off to, like, a day before. People flew out to the fight. People bought tickets. They got hotel reservations, airplane tickets. Like, a lot goes into having to go see a UFC in, uh, in person. They don't just come to your town, like, twice a year and, like, you get your show. You actually have to go out and fucking go to the UFC to check it out in person. So uh, I, I'm over it now. John, John's looking good. Uh, John, he, at the press conference earlier this week, man, is rocking that six-pack abs. He's the fittest I think I've ever seen him. Uh, he is looking good, man. So to I believe I weigh what these guys weigh, and I definitely <laughs> am not in the shape that they are in. Before they both the weigh 205. Cut. Yeah. I don't look like them. Once they fight, they'll be around 230, 225 or 230 probably after they get rehydrated. When I look, when I'm 225 or 230, I also don't. <laughs> yeah. I actually you look, look different than that. I, I actually look far worse. Like, it's not like when I get 230, like I'm even like more stat. No, no, it's actually I think worse. that's why a lot of people like Daniel Cormier. He's kind of like the people's champion. He, he doesn't have the six pack and he's a little shorter. So he's more of like a, uh, you know, a blue collar champion. He, he's like uh, an everyman kind of thing. Even though every man can't be a United States Olympic wrestling alternate yeah. like Daniel Cormier is. But just to get to the breakdown here, the size and reach, this is easy. It's going to Johnny Bones. The uh, grappling and wrestling, pretty close. If I have to judge it based on the last fight, I got to give it to John Jones with the submissions and the the wrestling. The striking... Is dead even. I give the power to Cormier, but I would give the technique to Jones. Because of the reach with the striking, you kind of got to favor Jones here because he can hit Cormier from a distance without Cormier being able to hit him back. So you just got to call it the way you see it, and that's how I see it. Uh, stamina and athleticism. This is another close one. Because of the last fight, John Jones made it five rounds without getting really truly tired like i mean he got tired everybody gets tired but he got less tired and then daniel cormier got so the stamina is going to jones the athleticism is going to jones jones you know he's sort of spinning back elbows spinning flying kicks jumping guard flying triangles like this guy is amazing 
what we should have done was watch some uh, John Jones fights before we came down here and started recording because John Jones is amazing. Uh, <clears throat> toughness and chin. Mm. Toughness I'll give to Cormier. Even though John Jones broke his toe in a fight and still won. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Did he stub it or what? what no, happened? it broke off. You can Google it if you want. Just Google uh, John Jones' toe and prepare to vomit. <laughs> and uh, the chin I'll give to Jones, even though it's close. Um, and just a little bit more backstory on this. Uh, it's been over six years. This, this factors into my, my pick. It's been over six years since John Jones has been a contender. He's been the champion for a long time. And the only reason he lost Ooh, his championship was because... I'm, look, I'm looking at his toe. It looks pretty fucked that's up. That's gnarly, right? Yeah, it looks disgusting. Yeah, he won with that foot. <laughs> Impressive. He, he was beating a guy so bad, he broke his toe, like, fucking him up. It was great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Jones hasn't been a contender in six years. He never lost his title. They stripped his title. So, technically, he's kind of the linear champion still. And uh, <laughs> I always like to bring this up because people like to forget... John Jones is so good. He tends to coast against fighters, against like world class fighters. He kind of just coasts. And uh, the last time John Jones was not the champion and he was the challenger going into a fight, somebody got their face broken, son. Ray, John Jones broke a guy's face with his fucking elbow. They had his, his whole face just like imploded. He or what? shattered his fucking orbital bone. And they had to stop the fight immediately. That's how badass John Jones is when he wants to fuck you up. So John Jones is... I've seen too many horror movies, so my image is quite yeah. different. Like, I'm just imagining, like, a whole entire face just, like, yeah. just impacting upon itself. It's probably not what happened, but... No, he didn't collapse his face or anything. That's what I was... That was what I was imagining. But it made a wicked sound, and you could see his face... Wicked? Like, Boston yes. wicked or what? And you could see the face transform a little bit. And you're just like, ooh, that doesn't look good. And they stopped the fight immediately. All that said, this should be a great fight. I'm very much looking forward to it. Your official prediction for this fight is John Bones Jones in a unanimous decision. I want to pick a stoppage. Deep down, I think he can do it. But will he do it is the question. I think John Jones takes this on a unanimous decision, but it should be a great fight. And I think Daniel Cormier is going to bring the fight. And I'm just going to enjoy it, man. But official prediction John Jones, unanimous decision. All right. Mark it down. Second fight, co main event of the night. Another title fight, Ray. This fight, this fight card has three championship fights. So good. Uh, the champ, this is a welterweight title bout between Tyrone, the chosen one, Woodley, and Damian Maya. Did he get pop for boner pills or no? Woodley? Oh, <laughs> I didn't get it until like I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> you actually didn't get it even when he said his name. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, the second time. Yes, yes. But, anyway, but uh, this I, I, I was breaking this down a little bit before on a, a different podcast. Damian Myers, number one contender. He's beaten everybody. He's got the height advantage. He's got the wrestling advantage. He's got everything. Size and reach is going to Maya. Um, grappling and wrestling is going to Maya. I don't care what anybody says. Tyron Woodley is a, a amateur wrestler, and he's well decorated. But the grappling and wrestling is going to Damian Maya. Striking is easy. <laughs> this is Tyron Woodley's game right here. Is striking. He's knocking fools out uh, when he wants to. Sometimes he chills, but uh, when he gets after it, he can get the fuck after it. Uh, stamina and athleticism, another easy one. Woodley. 
Woodley's got the endurance, and Woodley is a super athlete. He's got the athleticism like a mug. If he explodes on Damian Maya, it's going to be a quick night. The toughness in the chin. This is a tough one. Toughness in the chin. I might go to Maya. Maya's gone five rounds with Anderson Silva. He he gets tired in fights, but he still manages to to finish or go all the way in the third third rounds. I would have to get, yeah, I'll give the toughness in chin to Maya. Super close fight. This fight is going one of two ways. Either Woodley knocks him out in the first round, or uh, Maya gets tired and Woodley gets a decision. But before that, Maya might just walk his ass down to the fence and get a hold of his ass and submit him. And that's what I think is exactly going to happen in the first round. Tyrone Woodley, now that he's champion, and even a little bit before so, he loves to hang out with his back to the back to the cage. He just hangs out and hangs out because he wants you to get close enough so he can unleash his power on you. And when your back is against the cage, that is where Damian Maya wants you, and he will feast on you. The, the, the less likely you are... Brains. Yes, I'm telling you, he is like a zombie in there, dude. He is all over you all night long. Visceral. And... uh. Yeah, if Woodley is chilling up against that cage, Maya's eyes are going to light up like a Christmas tree, and he's going to just bum rush his ass, get that body lock, take the back, because wrestlers always give up their stupid backs. I don't know why they do it, but they do it every time. Maya's going to take this guy's back, and he's going to try to sink in that choke. One thing we don't know about Tyrone Woodley is how good is his submission defense. Going into the Masvidal fight, I knew that Masvidal could defend the choke. It was just... It wasn't a given, but it was pretty clear that Masvidal probably wasn't going to get choked, even though he almost did a couple times. Woodley, we don't know. Woodley hasn't faced a world-class jiu-jitsu guy yet. If Maya gets a hold of him, can he get away? We don't know. Can he defend the choke if, if Maya locks him, locks him down? We don't know. So there's too many question marks for Woodley here. Question marks for Maya is, can he avoid the power of Woodley? And uh, can he avoid not having to go to the third, fourth, and fifth rounds? Because if it does, it's not going to look too good for your boy Maya. So, And another thing, too, is with all that grappling, if Woodley is forced to grapple with Maya, will Woodley's power and athleticism hold up if Maya can tire him out from the grappling? If he puts two rounds of that body lock on Woodley, is Woodley really going to explode with that power right hand? I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time seeing it. So... To, to, to give it to you straight, clear cut, it's a little controversial. He is the underdog in Vegas. That is where my money is going. Damian Maya Damn. on a submission. You heard it here for, first from your boy, Eddie the Jerk. Uh, fight number three is a female fight. The first ever women's featherweight title fight in, in the UFC. This will be Chris Cyborg versus Tanya Evinger. This is a pretty clear-cut fight. Uh, Chris Cyborg is an animal. She gets after it like none other. She goes in there to to knock your head off and to just get it done quickly. She's a little reckless for my tastes, which is why I always favored Ronda Rousey against Chris Cyborg. Uh, you know, if they ha- had they ever fought each other, um, Chris Cyborg's like the number one featherweight in the world. She hasn't been beat in like 17,000 years and like she destroys everybody. The only caveat is Mr. Ray. She got busted for steroids. Did she get busted for boner pills? 
No, I don't know. <laughs> did she get did she get busted for steroid clip pills? I don't know, man, but I uh, should probably stop saying these things because I will get my ass whooped, but Yeah, Chris Seiberg don't play, bro. Yeah. She actually got in trouble for beating up a chick fighter at the UFC convention thing like a couple months ago. <laughs> like some UFC chick fighter was dumb enough to talk shit to her and Cyborg was like, "Oh, you're playing that game, huh?" Whack right across the face. <laughs> I'm smart enough to say this behind my podcast, yeah. Mike. And you know she ain't coming to Wisconsin to beat yeah. our asses, so we're good. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> they're building an arena in the city right by us, so she might. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, size and reach is going to Cyborg. Grappling and wrestling is going to Tanya Evinger. I think if Tanya can wrestle her, she has a chance. Cyborg has been mounted before in the past. Uh, Cyborg does get reckless. If she gets reckless. Maybe uh, Tanya can take her back. Maybe Tanya can get a, gar- uh, a mount on her somehow. You never know. If Cyborg gets reckless, you don't know what's going to happen. Striking is clear. Cyborg all day. Stamina and athleticism. Athleticism is Cyborg easily. The stamina may go to Avenger, but I, I have a hard time giving that to her too. That's a wash. Toughness and chin. I'm giving that chin to Cyborg. I'm giving the toughness maybe to Avenger. Avenger's rugged. She's rough. She's like a roughneck. I, I kind of like her. But uh, <laughs> no matter how rough you are, Cyborg's going to rough you up and test test that roughneck out all day, every day. So on an official prediction, this is an easy one. I mean, Cyborg's only a 13-and-a-half favorite to one over uh, Miss Avenger, which is like twice the amount that Floyd Mayweather is over Conor McGregor in their boxing match coming up. Chris Cyborg, first round, knockout. Easy. Uh, don't done. don't put your money on that though. <laughs> if you have to bet one thousand three hundred seventy five dollars to win one hundred dollars, you are insane. Just saying. So uh, next fight, this will probably be my last fight for this fight card. This fight card is stacked. There's a lot of good fights on the undercard. I'm not sleeping on y'all. We just got to get this segment done here. Uh, this might be my favorite fight of the night, Ray. Ruthless Robbie Lawler, the former champion, against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. This fight is so sick. This fight is so good, Ray. These two guys are strikers. They're looking to bang all the time. They're not looking for no wrestling takedowns or nothing like that. This is most likely going to be three rounds of just punches, kicks, knees, elbows, the coolest fucking shit you've ever seen, the roughest shit you've ever seen, just like just straight striking. So this this is a striking match all day. You don't want to miss this one. The size and the reach is close. I'll probably the size is the same. The reach might go to Cowboy. They actually have numbers here on the reach, but I'd like to go based on my memory. Uh, well, uh, Lawler has an inch reach advantage, but Cowboy has two inches in height on him. So take that for what it's worth. When I'm looking at him, it looks like Cowboy has the better reach. Uh, grappling and wrestling is going to Donald Cerrone. I honestly think Donald Cerrone can take this guy down. I don't know if he will, but I think he could. Uh, Lawler has great takedown defense, but... Cerrone is slick with those takedowns, so you never know. The striking is dead even. Your boy Eddie the Jerk isn't stupid. He's not going to pick a side on this mug. Both these guys are throwing haymakers and head kicks and everything else at the kitchen, but the kitchen sink. I can't wait to see this shit. The striking is dead even. Stamina and athleticism. <sighs> shit, son. Stamina, I'm going to have to give to Lawler. Because he's been the five-round fights. And the athleticism, I might have to go to Lawler, too. Nah, fuck it. I'm giving it to Cowboy. It don't matter. It's close. Super close. 
toughness and chin. Toughness I'll give to Lawler, but the chin I'll give to Cowboy. Lawler just got knocked out by Tyron Woodley the last fight, and uh, Lawler's tough as shit, though. He, he can go five rounds. He can take it and take it and take it and keep coming for you. The one thing I will say about Robbie Lawler, he finishes strong. Third round, watch out because he's coming for you. When Robbie Lawler knows that the end of the fight is coming, he puts his foot on the gas. The pedal is to the metal, and that is when you are in the most danger of getting finished is in that later round because Robbie Lawler doesn't quit. So the official prediction, if I have to call it. Drum roll, please. This fight is almost a 50-50 in Vegas. Donald Cerrone is a one-and-a-half underdog to a one-and-a-half favorite to Robbie Lawler. I'm going with the underdog, Eddie the Jerk, official prediction, Donald Cerrone on a split decision or unanimous decision. I'm thinking split, though. Uh, And there you have it, the underdog coming through, Donald Cerrone on a decision. So that wraps it up for my UFC uh, breakdown. I know Ray was thoroughly impressed by all my picks. Good job. I was three for three last time out, man. Come on, guys. You killed it, man. And, you know, Eddie the Jerk wouldn't be mad if a UFC fighter smacked uh, this guy around coming up here. Maybe that should be this guy's punishment. Let's put those middle fingers up and not another body part for this motherfucker. Middle finger of the week to this dickhead right here. (laughs) Very, very appropriate. This dickhead right here, I believe you called him a goofball, but I think he's actually a dickhead. This fucking guy. All right. So this guy gets a job. He gets a job. He's a 23-year-old. He's from Aurora, Illinois, and he got a job, and what does he do? And now this was accidental, but, I mean, God damn it. If you're sending a fucking dick pic, you better double, triple, quadruple check. You're not sending it to the HR manager. You're not sending it to your fucking mom. You're not sending it to, like, (laughs) your fucking Aunt Betty. Like, dude, don't fucking... You better make sure you're sending this dick pic to the right person. Double and triple check. Right. So he sends a dick pic to the HR manager at the job that he just got. Okay. You know what? I'll give you a fucking pass, right? You know, you fucking accidentally send a dick pic to someone. I've never done that before in my life, but I'll give you a fucking pass. But what happens? This motherfucker (laughs) sends a second picture (laughs) of his peen to the HR manager at this fucking place. Not just one, but two. He wanted to make sure that she fucking got this right. Okay, so now you've sent two dick pics of yourself, and yeah, you didn't get a response. What did he do then? He fucking called to check to make sure that the fucking dick pics were going through. (laughs) The phone call then alerted the manager to the identity of this particular dick, and thus... (laughs) They went to the police and this guy, the the offer of employment was rescinded for this guy. What the fuck were you thinking? What are you doing with your life? This guy don't send dick pics to the HR manager. Not just one picture, two pictures, two different angles on his dick. And then he's like, yeah, I may call. Let me just call her up. 
I mean, I gave I gave her angles from like you know from the left and from above, and she didn't respond. I should probably man. Call... I hit her. I hit her with that side pick, and she didn't respond to my side oh, pick. Oh my god! I mean, come the fuck on. There's no way that you can say that you meant to send it to someone else because you fucking sent two, and then you called, and then you didn't get the job. You're fired before you even <laughs> got hired. Don't send your dick to the HR manager at the job you're trying to get. Middle fingers up in the yeah, air if you what just don't dummy. care. Yeah, you messed up, dummy. Yeah, not a fucking brilliant <laughs> idea. So with that being said, let's go to break. Let's hear from Eddie and hear about our audible trial. And we'll be back. Hey, what's up, guys? Eddie the Jerk here from the Jerk of All Trades podcast. We got a new deal for you here from audible.com. It's the audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast link. You get a 30-day free trial with audible.com. You get to choose from over 180,000 books. Um, You're never getting any repeats with audible.com. I've been listening to audible.com for a while now, and I freaking love it. Um, You know, you got your, your Pandoras, your Spotify's. You're listening to the same stuff week in and week out. You're not going to get that with Audible. Uh, my personal favorite book from audible.com is Unshakable, Your Financial Freedom Playbook by Tony Robbins. It's inspirational as a mofo, motivational as a mofo, and uh, you get your learn on with audible.com and Tony Robbins. So once again, that's audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Check it out. All right, guys, we are back. So, our first story is actually right smack dab, Eddie, not that kind of dab, Oh, in our neck of the woods, good old Wisconsin. So, let's get chipped. I just dabbed right there. Eddie did not dab. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking about that kind of dab. I was actually thinking about a different kind of dab. Oh, I'm dabbing all night, bro. I was thinking about, uh, you know, weed, you know. Yabba dabba do ya. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the Wisconsin company Three Square Market. They're going to offer uh, implantable chips to open doors, buy snacks, log into computers, and use office equipment like copy machines. So, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty crazy tech news. Yeah, this is. Um, so I think back to our good friend Alex Jones, and I think back to the gay frogs, and I think <laughs> back to the child slaves on Mars. Uh, but yeah, I think back to Alex Jones talking about people getting chipped up like revelations and shit. Um, I guess this is happening in Europe already, so it's not like this is the first thing uh, like this at any company, but this is the first time that this has been happening in the United States of America. So yeah, this is uh, a huge step forward as far as like tech goes, like uh, the bioengineering or not bioengineering, but you know what I'm trying to say the implants. I don't like stuff being implanted on me, in me yeah. or like anywhere around I'm me. I'm definitely not feeling this at all. And I would not want to work for this company. I Unless guess you're going to pay me like half a million a year, but then, I mean, I guess know, this is then, optional. People don't have to do this, but it's still a little questionable and I don't know how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. They're so. saying participating employees will have the chips, which use near field communication, which is like what all the cell phones have right now. Uh, technology implanted between their thumb and forefinger. It's an extension of the long-running implantable RFID chip. 
It claims it has no GPS tracking. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, I know. They always I'm rolling that. my eyes. They're rolling out of my fucking head right now. I got to go pick them up. I'll be back in a moment. You can take your peanut butter shot and shove it up your ass. Oh, wait. No, that's what they do. Shove it up your <laughs> what? Shove it up your what? Oh, I thought you were that's doing That's exactly where it goes. <laughs> and uh, I did it all for the nookie. I yeah. did it all for the money. Yeah, money. man. I can't believe this is already happening in Wisconsin. It was Paul Ryan, I believe, said that he wants to turn Wisconsin into Wisconsin. Wisconsin Valley or something like that, like oh. Silicon Valley, but Wisconsin Valley. This must be like why we're getting fucking Foxconn. So, dude, when I first read this story, that's the first thing I thought oh of. I was like, dude, instead of having people suicide netted up, they're just gonna put chips in them to make them fucking happy as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, so Foxconn is we actually talked about in our episode about Apple, where I give Apple the middle finger, where Foxconn was, they're one of the biggest fucking companies in the world, but this is the company where the employees were working such long hours that they were killing themselves. They were jumping out the goddamn window. And so Foxconn, you know, being the loving, loving company that they are, what did they do? You know, did they maybe provide like, you know, breaks or, you know, maybe a lunch Count, or counseling, some counseling or something. Counseling. No, actually, they installed suicide nets around <laughs> the fucking building. And I believe that I said that the employees would then jump out, hit the fucking springy ass fucking suicide net, fly back up, back through the same window and back in the same seat to build it, the iPhones again. So, yes, this company is actually coming to not only just Wisconsin, because Wisconsin is pretty fucking big, but it is actually coming either A, to the city that I live in, or to the city right above me that I work in, and people are fucking stoked about it. And I'm thinking, I don't want to work for a company, and I don't give a fuck how much money they're going to pay me. No, you give a fuck. No, I Come don't. Come on, man. No, I am not working for this company. In the company. immortal words of the million dollar man, everybody has a price. Ray the Jerk does not have a price. Maybe Eddie no, the Jerk does. No, don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> we have a price. I have. And we're willing to negotiate. I have morals and I have values and they might be up for grabs depending on how much you pay me. <laughs> but seriously, though, I'm not working for fucking Foxconn. I'm putting my middle finger up and when they come to build here. I'm going to put my middle finger up higher. Fuck this company, too, because they've actually said that they were going to come to other fucking cities, and then the states invested a bunch of fucking money in them, and then they fucking backed out. So oh, that'll definitely be us. Fuck this company. <laughs> fuck Foxconn. Uh, I'm not going to say fuck three, mark, or three square market quite as hard as we fuck Foxconn. Uh, but yeah, I'm not feeling this and I'm not working yeah. for this company I'll, I'll and it's it. optional. Fuck that, Fuck that chimp implant. You it's, keep it's, it's optional, but I still don't. I already got an implant. I already got it. a chip. It's already better what you offer me. It's going to Unless you're giving me a penile implant, I'm not fucking taking it. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm there not, you go. I'm not doing it. So that'd yeah. be another tech situation going on the penile implant. Yeah. So, you know, as, as they it's say, optional though. Optional. You got to leave that out, out for grabs. You know what they say, the world of tech is ever-evolving. Now it looks like your cute little robot vacuum cleaner has been spying on you this whole entire time. The Roomba, Ray. What's going on with the Roomba? Motherfucking Roomba. 
vacuum your goddamn floors like a normal fucking yes. human being. Stop being so fucking lazy. You can't fucking turn a vacuum on and fucking vacu- vacuum your floor. You got to get this little stupid robot to do it for you. And guess what? It's been stealing all of your information and it has been... They're going to fucking sell this shit now. It knows exactly your floor pl- floor plan better than you know your floor plan and better than i can say floor plan i do like that <laughs> yeah for the last couple of years the robovacs have been quietly mapping homes to maximize efficiency now the devices make devices makers plan to sell that data to smart home who, device who manufacturers are they gonna sell it to like amazon, amazon or apple. apple oh no Fuck it. turning oh. the friendly robot into a creeping creepy little spy where is this where thing they, from russia where are they building this fucking thing in fucking foxconn or what yeah probably <laughs> it knows the floor plan of your home the basic shape of everything on your floor what areas are the most require the most maintenance and how often you require cleaning cycles along with many other data points they're trying to they're trying to uh, acclimate or not acclimate accumulate this data and use it to sell for big dollars to these big giant companies. It might work. It might not work. I'm glad I don't have a Roomba. I never wanted one. I vacuum my own fucking floors. Thank you very much. So let's. <laughs> who? What? It, I actually always question this fucking thing because the company that makes this fucking thing is iRobot. So I actually want to know if this thing proceeded the terrible fucking will smith movie or if they name themselves after that fucking thing i'm looking at this creepy fucking dude who's probably the ceo of this fucking thing holding this goddamn thing in this scary ass fucking room with this crazy fucking lighting he's scaring the shit out of me and i don't like him at all um fuck these guys so they've been collecting this data but Hey, you agreed to their uh, end-user license agreement, right? Yep. Because no one ever reads those motherfucking things. I think of the (laughs) South Park episode about it. Nobody is reading that fucking thing. And so they know it, and they've been taking advantage of it, and they've been taking your data, and now they're going to sell it to huge companies. You know what's funny is you can read it all you want, but if you don't click the box and click accept... You're not getting the product. They're just going to deny Good. you the next step of the thing. Good. Good thing. It's just not gonna, you spent 200 bucks on a stupid vacuum that's not going to work now. Good thing that I don't like their product and I don't want it. I'll take my fucking Hoover over this fucking shit. I actually don't have a Hoover and I don't support Hoover specifically, but yeah, I'm not feeling this. Uh, the question is, will users reject their product in favor of cheaper devices that offer more privacy? And yes. the answer is yes. Yes, it's a fucking <laughs> vacuum. It's a fucking vacuum, right? Oh, my God. Like your shit, like the regular vacuum was working just fine. It will and only I never take saw me, the appeal of this. It will only take one time for that fucking robot vacuum to get in my way while I'm like, you know, in between a beer run to the fridge and it's getting kicked across the room. I thought it was going to I thought it was going to get robot uppercut, but that would be kind of difficult in this fucking thing. No. You'd have to throw it up in the air like a frisbee and then robot uppercut it. It's getting a robot punt. It's getting punted into the kitchen. Let me tell you. On my way to get another goddamn beer. Get the fuck out of my way, you stupid robot vacuum. Let me tell you what it's getting for me. So the the particular type of software that this thing uses uh, is simultaneous localization and mapping. It's actually short for SLAM. So I'm going to tell you what this thing is going to get. 
I'm going to treat it like fucking Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. I'm Hulk fucking Hogan. I may try to pick it up one time and it might fall on top of me, but you best believe that I'm going to pick that bitch up again and I'm going to slam that motherfucker to the goddamn ground in front of the fucking heavens, in front of 193,000 people at WrestleMania 3. The fucking uh, Eddie, help me out. Where the fuck was WrestleMania? Pontiac Silverdome. Pontiac Silverdome. 93,000. I had too many beers. I couldn't remember where it was. You got it, bro. I'm going to slam that shit through the fucking ground and straight into motherfucking hell. And if zombies come back, they're not going to be fucking little circular vacuums. So (laughs) fuck you, Roomba. You get the second middle finger of the week. So yeah, yeah, I don't like you. I'm not a big fan of this shit. Slam that ass. Yeah, yeah. So last week, I went to Chicago, and Eddie made it a point to tell me that I need to head to the Taco Bell Cantina. Yeah. Well, it turns out I could have just grabbed a lift instead, so it's time <laughs> to go get some tacos. Let's oh talk about this. Taco mode. Yes, Ray. This is the best news of the week. Lyft is partnering with Taco Bell to make it easier for riders to grab a bag of burritos on their way from point A to point B. Um, you know, this thing is super cool. Like I was saying with them Taco Bell cantinas, who hasn't gotten drunk and saw that Taco Bell while you're in a Lyft or an Uber and thinking, man, fuck I'm- Uber. Uber doesn't have this shit. Yeah, this Uber. is how they're trying to differentiate themselves from or a taxi or anything. Yeah. Uh, man, I wish this motherfucker would stop so I can give me some tacos. But the problem is if you stop, that's your destination and you have to stop. So it's like, eh, you know what? Let's just stop and keep going up in this mug. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely all about taco mode. I know the drivers from Lyft are pretty pissed about this. Uh, Lyft is talking about getting this in full effect nationwide next year. And the taco mode hours are not going to be all day. They're only going to be from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Fucking brilliant, man. But brilliant. It, keep, it keeps drunk drivers off the road. Yeah, you I know? love it. I love it. I love Uber and I love Lyft because of stuff like that. Super convenient. Um, yes, absolutely. You know what? Uh, so getting, Changing the game. Getting a taxi. Uh, you know, so the city that I live in. You know, it's not as easy to get a taxi. An Uber is badass. Uh, A Lyft, I actually haven't used Lyft, but I might actually use Lyft because of this shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you go on the app, you fucking, someone's there to fucking pick your drunk ass up and drive you home so you don't have to drunk drive. And now you can get some fucking Taco Bell with that. So uh, actually Lyft has been cutting into Uber's market share uh, recently. And this might be another uh, reason why they might continue to cut into that. So uh, I like it. I think it's fucking cool. Um, What if... uh, you know, this would be awesome if you lived in a city that had a Taco Bell can- cantina and you could have the lift take you to the Taco Bell cantina, right? Yeah. Then but you then can get he, more drinks. He's got to sit there for a while while I'm in there eating and drinking. This is drive through. So this would be straight through oh, the drive through right. in and out real quick. Well, there are places that have like drive through fucking uh, alcohol and stuff. Uh, actually, well, we have uh, drive through fucking uh, liquor here, right? So Shenanigans. Shenanigans, SOS. Hell I'm yeah. sending out in SOS. I need some liquor. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not my best uh, sting impression. We built this city on rock and roll. That was not my best sting impression. My best sting impression is, whoop. Wait, no, was that sting? Was that sting? No, that was not sting. That was kind of like quick that, Ric Flair. That might have been the Nate. Ow! Yeah. I think that was sting. Stinger. Yeah. yeah. Old school. Dun, 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 so anyway, yeah, this is uh this is fucking cool. So yeah, I love it. I love it. You know what else I loved? 
I used to love chowing down on some Taco Bell and jamming on some Offspring, maybe a little Bad Religion, while playing some Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah. Now that shit is a reality. Let's talk about this craziness. Yes, this is bonkers, man. Yes, this is bananas. There's a woman that went all crazy taxi all up in here. Yes, she did. And she's not like you would think, like maybe like some teenager, 15, 16-year-old woman, uh, you know, adolescent female no this chick 65 years old betty thomas 65 years old stealing taxis right in my fucking <laughs> philadelphia no <laughs> right in philly oh, no. home of extreme championship wrestling yeah. and the, Phillies, the liberty the bells yeah. and a lot of other cool shit rocky balboa Yo, Adrian. Yeah, uh, we, hey, I don't think I can make a Rocky reference. I think we know about my Rocky knowledge, and we know my Rocky game yeah. is weak as fuck. It's all good. We got your back. You know, Betty Thomas caught a cab around midnight Thursday night and asked to be taken to the Sugar House Casino. Not the Sugar Shack. The but Sugar on the, House. On the way, she asked the driver to make a stop at a gas station. It was at the gas station where police say... The woman got into a dispute with the driver about about a fare before jumping into the driver's seat <laughs> and driving off with the taxi cab. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's not let this lady into a lift no. because she might steal that motherfucking yes. lift. And that is their vehicle. And that's not even it. She's going to take your lift. She's going to take your car. And she's going to take your job. And she's not even a robot. <laughs> she's taking your job. The police say... That they stopped her after 30 minutes and found a 23-year-old woman and her infant daughter in the back seat going for a ride. Who the fuck <laughs> steals a goddamn taxi? You steal the taxi. You know what? This is some grand theft auto shit here. Like, you do not steal a taxi and oh then start taking fares. This is not a side <laughs> mission, goddammit. Well, what are you, are you doing? It's kind of smart, though. Where are you going to go with a taxi cab? You can't park that bitch anywhere. You, got, you, know, you know, might as well make some money. Right, yeah. Maybe she, maybe she was getting that cheddar. Maybe she was trying to make some fucking money. And so she decided, fuck it. As long as I'm going to steal this shit, oh. might as well. Well, fucking make some money. I need. I hope they do a follow up article on this because I need to see what Betty Thomas looks like. Yeah, so she is an original gangster. Yeah, she got charged with various types of theft. <laughs> the types of theft are not named in the article, but I can only assume that one of them is grand. Theft auto, uh -oh. of course. So, uh, sadly, she could only afford a public defender, and he was not immediately available for comment. So, I'm going to lay it out there. If you are Betty Thomas, the crazy taxi grand theft auto lady's public defender, and you want your uh. voice to be heard on a public venue, public defender... We will interview you on the Jerk of All Trades podcast. So, public defender Man, guy, if I, you wanna, if you wanna talk about what happened, hit us up. Jerkofalltradespodcast at gmail.com. I tell you what, if I'm Betty Thomas, I'm going for the robot lawyer all day, every day, <laughs> dude. Save me, robot lawyer. So <laughs> I didn't mean to steal that what, cap. Do we remember what that thing was called? What was that called, by the way? It was do not pay. All right, so it's do not pay. Uh, hold on. We got a real quick. I got your back. 
Hey, I'm going to kick it with that social media while you look that up. Okay. Let's take a cab over to social media without Betty Thomas because I don't need her stealing my car or my money or my job. Subscribe to us anywhere and anywhere you get your podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. And while you're there, go ahead and give us that rating and review while you're at it. You can subscribe to us on Twitch now, twitch.tv slash J-O-E-T podcast. If you missed it, the other night, Eddie the Jerk was on fire on Jackbox, killing the game. We had a little six-person party going on. Super fun times, playing a little drawful, playing a little uh, quiplash. Good time on the J-O-E-T podcast. Twitch, uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, if you will. Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. And make sure you visit JOATpodcast.com for everything Jerk of All Trades. And hit us up. Any questions, comments, or things that you want to talk about, Jerk of All Trades Podcast at gmail.com. Ray, you yes. got my robot. You got so, my robot lawyer. Uh, I am on Do Not Pay, and it says, what can I help you with? And so I wrote, I stole the taxi. What do I do next? And do not pay says, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's how I can help. Need extra help. We can help you within 24 hours. Learn more. So one week we will get do not pay to actually answer our question. To be continued. Let's add do not pay to the weekly jerk of all trades (laughs) podcast. We're going to ask this thing fucking crazy questions every goddamn week. In one week, we will get it to actually answer our questions. So Sweet. Yes. All right, guys. We'll be back uh, after this break from a little word from Ray the Jerk. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Ray the Jerk from the Jerk of All Trades podcast. And I want to tell you about a special offer just for you, the listener of the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download, and you get a free 30-day trial. It's going to give you a chance to check out their awesome, awesome service. I have a personal recommendation for you once you get your free audiobook, and it is The Psychedelic Experience, a manual based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's by Mr. Timothy Leary, and let me tell you what, it is definitely going to change your life for the better. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Get your free audio book. Get your free 30 days courtesy of the jerks. All right. We are back after hearing from me about our sponsor at the podcast, Audible. So we're coming back. And the very first thing we're going to do is bang our heads. Oh, shit. Metal band website will drive you mad. I might have to take my headphones off for this. Uh, You might have to take your headphones off for this. So this is a custom made topic for Ray the Jerk right here, except for this band is probably terrible. I haven't listened to them at all. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we've got a a Japanese electro core metal band called Crossfaith. It already sounds like something I would not listen to because I am a fucking snob when it comes to my heavy metal. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, the reason why we're talking about this shit is because this band actually has a website that lets you headbang to its music while while it tracks your movements. Through your webcam, the goal is to headbang continuously while listening to Cross Faith's music. And at the end of what feels like a tremendously long song. <laughs> An eternity. And Ray the Jerk <laughs> listens to, you know, bands like Opeth and such that have, you know, 
15 minute songs. The website grants you the artwork and a headband count, or you could just look up the artwork. Oh, man. It's 2017, but that's not as fun. Uh, yeah, the site senses when you're getting tired, then complains about it. It's saying, I need <laughs> long hair. I got no hair. It is actually not like your girlfriend who complains when you get tired. Uh, yeah, not quite the same thing. It throws out a countdown, giving you 10 seconds to blow your load. I mean, to get back to head banging or you risk having your entire progress on the song reset. So, yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting little use of the Internet for a band. Obviously, it's getting some play. Uh, it's getting some play here um, because, yeah, I think it's pretty fucking interesting. I have been into metal for a very, very, very long time. And I've never seen anything quite like this before. Uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to real quickly talk about a friend of ours who I think that this would be perfect for, and I need to send this to him. Uh, he likes to do ridiculous things like walk down the street with his headphones on and randomly headbang. So, uh, Tom the Jerk, if you want to uh, <laughs> you want to check this out and let us know how many headbanging moves you could get on this, I would like to see if you could beat the jerks because you probably can. So yeah, uh, I thought the perfect rap to this story would be not rap but rock metal. Time to rock out with our well, we'll just rock out. You know, normally we're not gonna take our genitals out, so uh, I don't see Siri around. My phone is looking at me. Actually, it's giving me a weird look. So <laughs> Siri knows what's up. I'm sorry, Siri. I love you. So uh, anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's fucking try this out. So let's uh, let's go to this fucking website and let's fucking uh, let's headbang. So all right, try it out. Hopefully I don't hit the mic. Don't hit the mic. I'm going to move my mic back a little bit. Are you ready? Here it is. It says make it metal a head banging activated music experience. Earn your rights to experience oh, the new my song. My countdown's going. I'm going. Diavolo's now I'm from Crossface. Oh, my God. Eddie's beating me <laughs> by doing... Oh, Eddie's doing it. Eddie's it's doing fast. it. It's fast. I'm Is holding doing my it? head. Oh, my God. Oh, my actually, God. Actually, like, I don't know what I'm doing. We have to headbang to nothing, <laughs> which is actually kind of tough. So we'll have to actually... Oh, it's not registering. No. Oh, my God. Eddie is already losing. No, I can't... I'm not giving up. Don't give it up, dude. Where's the space bar? Don't ah. give it up. Don't give it up. Two. Oh, I'm out. They logged me out. I'm actually still waiting. Uh, how many headbangs did you get? It didn't say. It says that I gave up. All right, I'm ready. I'm gonna activate Dude, mine. Go for it. So this is a challenge that I've I've never had to that that I never have experienced before. Didn't know what to expect going in. And we'll have to uh, talk You're, about Dude, what's happening right now. I could see your silhouette. You are not headbanging as hard as I was. Come on, man. All right. See, when you had longer hair, too, I think it's the hair. I think it's because it's the longer hair. I'm doing the windmill right now. I think it might be easier with the music, too. Oh, so you got, like, different styles and shit. I didn't know there was, like, uh... Keep going. Ray, 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 Ray. Come on. My neck hurts. Oh, don't stop. It's like a four-minute song. We're only, like, half a minute in. Oh... I think it's really hard to headbang with no music and headphones on too. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, this is gonna be tough. Oh, oh, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Are they giving you a countdown? No, no, I just have to stop. Metal never sleeps, but I need to sleep. <laughs> I can't keep banging. 
I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I'm trying to headbang again. I can't do it. Oh, you gotta get your second wind. Oh. My metal credentials so this is are like on the, the line. The impossible challenge on the on the interwebs right now. It's really, really hard to headbang with no music. Uh I didn't get anything actually. Well, for me it says look out for the new EP Freedom. Yeah, I got the same thing. Go, which... go ahead and look for it if you want. I don't know what it's 20 like. years of listening to metal and I got the same fucking thing that Eddie got. I'm pretty upset about it. I had to give up. <laughs> I was going ham, man. I was, I was in there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I have too many neck injuries. I don't know if it's cause I don't have any hair or like, I think it's cause we don't have hair. It's not registering correctly. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was, uh, it was fun while it lasted, but, uh, yeah, I just didn't have the stamina to, uh, to make it happen. So, uh, I think in order to meet the strict head banging requirements from this fucking thing, I probably need a little bit more coffee. And Ooh. if I'm wondering where all the blood rushing to my head is coming from, it might be coming from my dick. Uh, because. And you better believe it was if you had a cup of Best Herbs coffee. Best Herbs coffee is giving people boners. Let's fucking talk about it. Oh, yes. Dude, this is Viagra coffee up in this bitch. It is brilliant. Dude, okay, so not only getting your caffeine rush, you know, you get your cup of joe in the wintertime, especially it's nice and a little cold outside, get nice warm. I think you've only been drinking coffee for like two weeks. Oh, I'm like an expert now. I'm, I'm like the... Uh, <laughs> you haven't even made it through winter yet. I, I'm almost as good at coffee as I am with movies now, and that's almost insane. Yeah. But actually not really. I haven't delved too much. I think after headbanging to that, you might be a metal expert too. Is that accurate? Uh, um, you know, after it's, I'm, a, I'm a humble jerk. So I'll say no, but yeah. you know, you've been a you've been a guy for twenty years. If you say I am, then I might be. Yeah, yeah. I actually am a UFC expert after listening to Eddie the Jerk's pick. Dude, he can't can't miss, man. Can't yeah. miss. Yeah. But uh, you know, you get you get you got your dark chocolate or your dark uh, you know, coffee brews. Yeah, we talk about dark chocolate. Got, I'm kind of get a boner over you here. You got your light coffee brews. Were you drinking Best Herbs coffee earlier? I uh, think I was actually <laughs> just drinking beers, but maybe. So yeah, best herbs Where coffee. Can I get this shit. <laughs> they're trying to change the game, maybe on accident, not on oh, purpose. Oh yes, but still on accident. We accidentally put uh, this fucking Viagra. Er- we accidentally put Viagra in our fucking coffee, right? Oh man, they're asking for a voluntary recall for its new, mm-hmm. uh, for its new of Kopi Jan- wonton traditional natural herbs. Man, you guys with these oh organic God. names, Kopi, you're not even spelling it right. The Jantan ain't Jantan, and the traditional with an S? Try, Get try the to, fuck out of here Try to pronounce what was in it that was giving people boners. Oh, my God. Okay, so the FDA ain't playing this shit. Um, it contains desmethyl carbon denophil, uh, which is sim- similar to sildene- sildenafil and the erectile dis- dysfunction drug Viagra. Some customers were buying it to help in the bedroom. But FDA spokeswoman... You mean all of them? Yeah. Lindsay Mayer said it, it is not clear if the p- product works or not. Clearly, this this product is working or else... I feel like it, it would, would be, be a voluntary recall. It would be pretty easy to figure out if it was, right? You yeah. just, like, put a fucking, <laughs> like, tw- put, brew a fucking 12-cup fucking pot of this shit, put a dude in a room with, you know, some, you know... Some fucking, blowjob robots? Some blowjob robots and see if he blows the back out of that fucking uh, blowjob robot's head. This is crazy. They're saying no injuries have been reported, <laughs> but the FDA says... If you drink a cup of coffee <laughs> and you have an erection for more than four hours, you need to consult your doctor or the FDA. Yeah, this is funny because like 
<laughs> this is they're saying, oh, you get a voluntary refund, right? And they're offering the ref a full refund by mail. But who's doing that? No, who's giving back buddy. their fucking Viagra coffee? I Nobody. want more of this and less of the other shit. It also contains undeclared milk. <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, we're unsure if it is actually breast milk or not. But one could only hope that it was. God damn, I'm telling you. This, yeah. they, got, they got this technology changing the game each and every week. The man. FDA has actually advised customers not to purchase the coffee. Uh, so I think what that actually told me was I got to look this shit up. I mean, I got to try it, right? The Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, Best Terps, uh, Best Terps Coffee, New Coffee. If you want to donate to the podcast, <laughs> finding Best Herbs fucking boner we'll, coffee we will not purchase it just for the refund we are gonna keep it and drink it right all. <laughs> yes we will drink an entire 12 fucking they're like no way you're shit. just gonna send it back fuck you it's gonna be amazing we are definitely going to try to find this shit so yeah yeah this is uh this is ridiculous boner coffee is it any fucking <laughs> man that's brilliant, though, ain't it? Yes. I fucking love it. Is there, you know what? Is there any wonder that Eddie just bought that fucking coffee pot nah. from fucking Amazon two <laughs> weeks ago? God damn it. Synchronicity. He fucking knew what was happening. He knew how best I've been changing my the game. Stash. I have my stash the whole time. Oh, he didn't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So. You want some of that good-ass coffee? It's all mine, bitch. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Speaking mm. of synchronicity... One thing that definitely doesn't give me, Eddie the Jerk, a boner is the result from last week's Universal Call-Out. Ah, Ray! Damn it! Stop that shit! I'm scared already with this bullshit. Eddie, can you please stop that shit? I believe Eddie just pooped himself <sighs> from the thunder and lightning that just struck the universe. So, Accidents happen, okay, yeah, buddy? It's all right, man. All right, we'll call in right. the cleanup crew. It's all good. I use my hand. It's all. What good. was that about dark chocolate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much coffee before the podcast. <laughs> It's all good. It's all so, good in the hood. Yes, my number one fear in this world, and maybe my only fear in this world, lightning. Thunder and lightning was the uh, universal call out from last week. We got a bunch of stories for you from thunder and lightning from this past week. A whole slew of them. Uh, well, the first one I'm going to give to you is some myths surrounding lightning. The number one myth is uh, rubber tires on cars can insulate you from lightning strikes. False. Wrong. Wrong. The metal shell of the car is what protects you from lightning. Excuse me. Myth number two. You're not excused. Is that I'm most... gonna shoot some lightning at you. No. <laughs> Myth number two is uh, most outdoor strikes happen to people playing golf. And false. Most lightning strikes happen to people who are uh, you know doing some type of water related activities. Those are the worst. Stay away from water if it's raining outside, especially and lightning. also if there's sharks in there. Yeah, no Unless shit. Unless the lightning strikes the shark. And so, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, number three, you can get shocked if you touch someone who who was just struck by lightning. Eh, that's false. You're stupid if you believe that. Yeah, <laughs> you might be stupid anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know you're stupid. Uh, number four, crouch down to avoid being struck. Eh, false. You don't stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> the National Weather Service Sorry. used to advise this, but they no longer do because, number to follow up on the last one, that's also stupid. <laughs> so get in the house if it's raining outside. Uh, myth number four, if you're struck in outside, 
during a no, thunderstorm. If you're if you're stuck outside, oh, you might be struck outside. <laughs> I thought that was I a misspell, the, but I it think wasn't. This crap is stuck to my butt right now in my pants. It might the be. <laughs> Clean up crew, can we get you in here right now? Just give me a power washer. <laughs> if you're stuck outside during a thunderstorm, you should seek shelter under a tree and stay dry. And do not do that. That is also false because lightning strikes the tallest object. So unless it's like a like a fucking bush or something. Yeah. I you know, I just I can't deal with this fucking lightning shit. I, I fucking hate it. But uh, last but not least, another myth by counting between seeing lightning and hearing the thunder, you can figure out how far away the lightning is. That is true. Ooh. Count the seconds and then divide it by five. And which if you're bad you at math, far. you've already been struck by lightning yeah. in the interim of the time that you're trying to figure out that math. Don't do it. Just go inside already. God damn it. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Hopefully lightning does strike you and you can turn into Rain Man. Yeah. Like super smart and shit. Probably not going to happen because you're dumb right now. <laughs> and lightning is probably not going to make you smart. So. No. Nah. So, yeah, th those are some myths for you for lightning. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been in school. So, yeah, that's all right. Nice, that's to, all right. nice to hear about some of those here. Yeah. And so, moving on, they're saying that lightning deaths are below average for the year 2017. It's only not bad, not bad. seven months in, but we're below average, which is good. We don't like to see the people dying up in here. No. So, they're saying over 300 people have died from lightning strikes in the United States over the past 10 years. Only nine so far this year. And by the way, I blame this directly on the internet. Four, four, <laughs> four of those, by the way, are in Florida. I want God to mention that it. four are in Florida. Thank God, Eddie is no longer in Florida. <laughs> it's raining he, all the he time. He could have been a fucking casualty of war <laughs> or lightning. So I don't play that lightning shit. I'm yeah. definitely in the house. Excuse me. And uh, I'm sorry. They're saying the odds of a person being struck by lightning over their lifetime, which is roughly estimating 80 years or so. Give or take. Is one in thirteen thousand and five hundred, which is twenty three times easier than hitting the motherfucking Powerball jackpot lottery for your motherfucking half a mil that you're never gonna win. Right, and the more time that you spend going to the convenience store to buy a Powerball ticket is more chances, and you are raising your risk of getting struck by lightning. So. Uh. Don't play the lottery. 23 times harder. You could get struck by lightning 23 times before you win the fucking jackpot. I don't think you would actually be struck 23 times. I think you would probably be dead. On <laughs> That's a great fucking fact to find out if we could ever find it. Yeah. What is the most somebody has survived a lightning strike? I mean, people is have it... been struck by lightning. Have you ever, yeah. seen, have you ever people... seen the pictures of people, what it does to their fucking skin? Like it no. like basically like creates this like crazy like uh all of their veins and shit basically like uh kind of like pop out and it creates this like crazy looking like tattoo kind of thing on them. Oh wow. It's really cool. Uh, I should look it up. I I will after the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, uh it's very cool. So uh yeah. But that, you can live, right? You can survive a yeah, lightning. Yeah, strike. I mean people yeah. have definitely uh definitely done that, but I'll tell you what, there are a couple people who have not. Oh uh, no. so unfortunately there was a man killed by lightning in Lake Harding, uh, he was 34 years old, and I'll tell you what, when I read this, I was fucking scared. We talked about The Rock, talking about how when he was 34, he considered doing UFC because he said he was still relatively young. This guy was relatively young. His name was Tur uh, Toby Burrow, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, he and uh, four other people were on a boat on Lake Harding. They were caught off guard by a storm, and they were attempting to get to land 
And then the lightning struck him and the boat, and it fucking killed him. So uh, DOA R. at I. the P. hospital. Eddie and I are both 34. Toby Burrow, man. We feel you, bro. That could be us. Sorry, Thank God man. it was not us. Uh, there was actually also a, uh, a boy in Alabama. He was 16. He died after being struck by lightning. Uh, he leapt from a tree. Or sorry, that leapt from a tree into his body as he stood on a porch. Ooh. Jesus, fuck, Christ! That and you lightning wonder why was... I'm so goddamn afraid of these things. Lightning, <laughs> Look at this shit. Lightning can now leap from fucking surfaces. Like goddamn, oh. that scares the lightning fuck out of me. Lightning is evolving. <laughs> lightning is evolving into something different, and I don't like it at. It- all. It hasn't killed enough. It needs more. Aaron Dunn of Dothan, Alabama. Yeah, um, that was on Wednesday, so that was actually yesterday. Uh, there was multiple lightning strikes uh, causing fire to homes and hotels. Uh, there was actually one in the Wisconsin Dells, which is very close to where we Ooh, are, which yeah. I've been multiple times. So all I can say about lightning is hide your kids and hide <laughs> your life because yeah. lightning is coming for that shit. So uh, candy ass. Yes. Yeah, so lightning doesn't fuck around, but I'll tell you what, when lightning is there, you definitely know that thunder is not far behind or actually when thunder is there, lightning is not far behind. So I thought this was pretty hilarious. So we had thunder and lightning and actually I did not know this. We have a country music festival and there's probably a reason why I didn't know that because uh, I like horror movies and I like metal, so I probably don't like country music. So anyway, we have a country music festival here, uh, and it actually happened uh, just last week, and it's uh, very, very close to us. A lot of Wisconsin shit happening this week. Oh, man, uh, we're big right now. Yeah, and so... Putting Wisconsin on the map, Jerk of All Trades <laughs> Country Thunder was absolute fucking madness. This is not the first year that it was madness, but it was definitely madness this year. We had a lot of crazy shit happening. Somebody set a fucking couch on fire. <laughs> Somebody set a porta potty on fire. Oh no! Hopefully nobody was inside oh, that porta potty. Oh my god, that would be a <laughs> shit storm! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> to the fucking gut, fucking right cross! Oh my god, oh, that was snap. that was fire! Oh, that was not a porta potty fire. That was just straight fire. That's going on Instagram. That was legit as we gotta fuck. clip that one. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we had 239 citations issued, mostly for underage drinking, but also for setting porta potties and couches on fire. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. There were seven arrests oh, made. Man. Dozens, if not hundreds, of vehicles stuck in the mud from heavy fucking rain. Yes, crazy. Country fucking thunder was madness. Yeah, the quotas should be good Jesus, for quite a while. 239 Jesus, citations. Jesus. Woo. So, yeah, that was ridiculous. So, uh, we are r- coming around the corner on episode 20, the fucking... The final stretch. 20th episode of the Jerk of All Trades podcast. We love you guys. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We're going to hit Inspirobot, then we're going to hit Call Out, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. So, uh, Eddie, you have Inspirobot up. Uh, yeah, I do. All right. I just hit generate, too. Generate it up. What you got? <laughs> I got the uh, teenager with a American flag being held up with his right hand with the old glory waving in the air. And the text says, daytime television is not cool. <laughs> we can completely fucking agree Thumbs with that. Thumbs up from Eddie the Jerk. <laughs> Because no middle finger, thumbs yeah, up. Daytime television certainly does suck. All right, so here we go. Rear the jerk is hitting generate. What does he got? What does he got? 
Seek the worst. Expect stones. Ooh. What kind of stone? A motherfucking rock. If you smell. What the universal call out is cooking. Nice. Raise that eyebrow. Loud and fucking proud. We're you would have gonna... thought that we like set that up. I swear to God, <laughs> that we was did not. Too good. <laughs> I swear to God, we did not. We that was too good. All right, so we're doing phobias again this week. Universal call out. We usually have a transition for this, but I couldn't help myself. So I went. I actually went here and I got five, and I actually kind of think they're interesting. So I think maybe we won't even fucking randomize it. Maybe we'll just go with this and we'll go for it. So okay. What do you got? Here, we're doing phobias again. Okay. We have. I can't even fucking pronounce this shit. Oh, I thought. What is it? Just tell me what it is. It's fear of being being stared at. Ooh. Then we've got necrophobia, which is fear of death. We've yeah. got agrophobia, which is fear of sexual abuse. Mm. We've got cyberphobia, which is fear of new technology. Ooh. And then we've got aculophobia, which is fear of darkness. Brains. These are all very good. Yeah, yeah. I saw them. I was like, damn. I don't know if I can pick one of these. This is tough, man. This is tough. Fear of death is too easy. Death is too easy. Um the 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 fear of technology is interesting. I wonder if we could get anything out of that. Fear of new technology? I think we get that shit every goddamn week. That's well, literally we what we oh. don't get the fear of it, but we get like a bunch of new shit every week. Uh what what are the other three? Fear of being stared at, fear of death, fear of sexual abuse, new tech, and fear of darkness. Uh, I'm going to do a fear of new technology. Fear of new technology? Yeah. That might um, be interesting. I like fear of darkness. Cool. Are we doing both, or are you going to throw paper until uh, I beat you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go for it. So. All right. Cool. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. All right. One, two, three. Oh, on the first I shot. I hate you, Eddie. I Not, knew. Okay, let me just put this into perspective here. Not only is Eddie the Jerk the WrestleMania 33 champion of the world, not only am I the Jackbox champ of this week, <laughs> I won rock, paper, scissors on an unprecedented first throw. Fear of new technology. Aklachrophobia. We're coming for your ass next week. Bring it, bitch. I think Give me them stories. I think we're actually coming for cyberphobia because that's okay. what you won. So, yeah, I made the mistake. I listened to Eddie and he said some shit about throwing paper over and over. And I thought I should throw rock. Well, I had to defend your paper, your automatic paper with a simultaneous paper. Why don't you throw scissors then? Because I couldn't be too sure. You were fucking with me, dude. And I don't appreciate that. So. Anyway, I lost I again. Love you, Ray. I lost again. I thought you were throwing paper for Eddie, sure. Eddie loves me. I love Eddie. And <laughs> we love all of you. And thank you guys Hell so much yeah. for supporting the podcast and continuing to do so as we grow and grow and grow. And if we get the coffee, we will grow even more. So we are going to call it on that. <laughs> coffee boners is what we're ending it on. So yes. with that being said, Jerk of All Trades podcast mm -hmm. episode 20 Love you is in the fucking books. We'll see you guys later.